The John Morris Show, episode 71. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother... Hey there, my name's John Morris. I'm a former U.S. Army veteran turned freelance web developer. And my goal for you at this podcast is twofold. First, I want to help you learn how to code. Second, I want to help you turn that code into a full-time living. Because if you're like me, what you want is the freedom, the satisfaction, and the income that you get from being a high-profile web developer. So if that's you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube so you never miss an episode. You can find all my past episodes and get subscribed at johnmorrisonline.com slash johnmorrisshow. Also, as you get value from the show, consider becoming a supporting listener on Patreon because you'll help keep the show free for everyone and you'll get access to exclusive courses, source code, and Q&A sessions available only to supporting listeners. Visit johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, to become a supporting listener. All right, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. I'm your host, John Morris. All right, let's get into how you can uh, profit from the misfortune of your competitors when it comes to freelancing. So, Here's the big thing to get to succeed as a freelance web developer, and you may have heard this analogy before, but I think it's apt here, so I want to use it. So if you and your buddy are hiking in the forest and are suddenly attacked by a grizzly bear, you don't need to be Usain Bolt. You don't need to be the fastest guy in the world. You just need to be faster than your buddy. And that is your uber secret, stop the presses secret to, to success. That's because freelancing is a competition. And to win, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be better than the next guy. And let me tell you, most of your competition is epically bad at this. The metaphorical grizzly would be five bites into a thigh bone before they even took two steps. So you just need to do some simple things that others aren't willing to do. That's the secret. You want to know the big secret, that's it. Do the things, the fundamental things that other freelancers simply aren't willing to do. So with that said, I'm going to give you my five-point dominate freelance sites checklist. But I don't want you to overlook this because it's not some earth-shattering secret. The 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 gold isn't in knowing this, it's in doing it. And that's what most people aren't willing to do. All right, so step number 1 is to pick a t- pick a niche. <laughs> now, as soon as I say that anybody that's listening to the show will probably go, "Oh my god, quit talking about this niche thing. It's all you ever talk about." Blah blah blah. I get it. My question to you is, do you really? Because I get that response all the time, and then I actually check that person's profile. And what do I see? I'm a highly motivated web developer with experience in HTML, CSS, PHP, MySQL, 
JavaScript, and Node.js. Boring. Everybody says that. And let me tell you, it means nothing to a client. They don't even, most of them don't even know what half that stuff is. They do not understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. What you want to focus on is what is the end result that you deliver? For example, a profit generating membership site your members will love, or a smooth registration form that's a dream to complete, or a dead simple blog you'll crank out quality content on. That is speaking their language. Although those may not be the things you offer, you may even not might not even like those particular sets of words or the language there. But the idea is to quit talking about HTML, CSS, PHP. Nobody cares what languages you know. They care what's the end result you're going to deliver. So in order to do that, you need to pick a niche, you need to specialize in it, and you need to be the best at it. This is the second, not the first, the second most important thing you can do to be a successful freelancer. And I'll get to number one here in a minute. But this is where you start. Absolutely critical. And most don't do it. They just don't do it. They hear me say it, then they don't do it. Next, number two, build a compelling profile. Now, look, you can't make people hire you. Okay, there's no magic button or secret to suddenly make everybody want to hire you every time. Your profile is about making your best case, giving the most compelling offer, the most compelling argument you can, and then living with what the results are. I mean, that's the best you can do. You can't gimmick around it or flim-flam around it. You've got to make your best case and let the chips fall where they may. But again... Most freelancers aren't making their best case. They're making their worst case. So you don't have to be a genius at this. You just have to be better than the other guy. Now, here's some obvious stuff that most of these freelancers aren't doing. One, fill out the whole profile. I know, revolutionary, but you'd be surprised how many people put like a sentence for their service description or, you know, don't have a picture and so on. (laughs) Fill out the whole profile. Second, use a professional-looking picture. This is like the one case where I'll advise you to be professional is in your profile picture because people look at it, and in that context, it makes sense. Number three, write more than two sentences in your description. Go on Upwork, search for freelancers, and look at some profiles, especially web developers. You're going to find some very sparse service descriptions. Now, you have some good ones. You have some people who know what they're doing out there. But a lot of them, especially the ones that are having trouble, they just don't put much time into it. So if you do, you have an advantage. Four, have a portfolio. Again, this is something I've talked ad nauseum about. But you don't have to have a portfolio filled with client projects. You can build stuff just to put in your portfolio. It's 100% okay. You're just showing people what you can do. That's it. Now, over time, replace those with actual client projects. But to start, if you don't have it, just build some stuff and put it in there. Next, take relevant tests. People ask me all the time about the tests. You should take the ones relevant to your niche. So that's why you need to know what your niche is. Take the ones relevant to that. Take the ones that Upwork makes you take, of course. You know, uh, 
Again, this is something that some people kind of get a little huffy puffy about, but take the English test. A lot of your clients are going to speak English. They're going to want to know that, that you can communicate with them in English or whatever language that you have. I mean, there there's probably, you know, I speak English, so I don't know, but there's probably other languages out there that have a lot of clients that are looking for work. So if you speak that language, then take that test so they know that you t- you speak that language as well. But English is usually a pretty big one. So just make it relevant to what you do. Nobody cares if you're building membership sites that you have some Microsoft certification for networks. I, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so uh, I-, I wouldn't worry about that. Now, I know that stuff is all those things are just brain busting stuff, but you'd be shocked how many freelancers just don't do it. And then, of course, come to me all confused about why they're not getting clients. Here's a little hint for you. If you're not willing to spend more than 10 minutes on your own profile, chances are you're not going to put much effort into my project. Now, that could be true or not. You could put a lot more effort. It could be absolutely true that you put no effort in your profile and a ton of effort into your client projects. That could be true. But that's not what the client thinks when they see your profile. They think that if you don't put much into this, you won't put put much into my stuff. So you need to recognize that and put effort into it. Now, I have a video and I'll tell you about that here in just a minute where I give you my three-step formula for writing my service description that I've found works really, really well. But just simply being complete is huge for having success. All right, step number three. Bid intelligently. Now, here's another head scratcher for you. I get a lot of freelancers who complain to me about all the junk projects on Upwork or freelancer.com, etc. People who don't want to pay much or people who put out a project and never hire anybody or they kind of go back and forth and are paying to work with. Now, you know that you can filter all of that stuff out, right? In fact, there's a filter right on Upwork when you search for projects that lets you only see projects from clients who actually hired someone before, as an example. So, and you can toggle this between no hires, one to nine hires, or 10 plus hires. So start off by toggling the 10 plus hires option. Those are, you know, presumably the cream of the crop in terms of clients. And you can avoid all of those junk projects. These are people who've hired 10 or more people. And you know, when you look at a project, you can actually click through and look at that client's profile and see some stats about them and you know how much they've paid out on a regular basis, what other freelancers have said about them and so forth. So you can actually research the client too. So you can avoid all of that just by doing a, a little bit of research. There's also filters on there for client experience level, project budget, job type, and a whole bunch more. So you could really hone in on the best projects from the best clients out there and go for them. And finding the right projects to bid on is the dirty little secret to winning at bidding. You know, there, there, there's certain things that you can write that that matter. And the video I'm going to talk to you about later, uh, I'll get into that. Uh, I, I get into that in that video about what you want to write. But bidding on the right projects for the profile you've created, the niche you're in, is 90% of the game. Making sure they're a good match. So uh, if you want to win, that's the thing to do. All right, step number four. Now, this is the obvious one, which is doing good work. And this is the number one most important thing you'll do to have success as a freelancer, which is to make your clients 
over the moon about working with you. That's not just about the code you write and the quality of your product, but it is about the code you write, the quality of your product, but it's also about how fast you get stuff done, how well you communicate, how easy you are to work with, how reliable you are. All of that adds to the client experience. That's that's the point I always try to make. It's not about the code. It's about the experience. The quality product is at the center of that, but it's the given. It's the thing that has to be there. That's not the thing that's going to make people rant and rave. That's the thing they expect. It's all the other stuff. How well you communicate, how easy you are to work with, how reliable you are, how fast you get stuff done. That's the stuff that's going to make them talk about you to their friends. That's going to make them hire you again and again. So you you can't use, oh, I write really good code to trump everything else. It's the total experience. Of course, you've probably heard a lot about that from other people, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that because I want to move on to step number five, which is probably one of the most overlooked things that I see freelancers just not doing, and that is to build a funnel. And again, this is the thing almost every developer box at. They'll say, I just want to put up my profile and get work. I don't want to do all this marketing stuff and selling is evil. But it is the fastest way to start getting clients. You can't rely on the freelance site to do everything for you. Go out and get it. If you really want it, go out and get it. And the way that you can do that is by putting out content. And everybody wants content. Everybody's creating content. It's like Gary Vee says, if you're not putting out content online, you basically don't exist. And you're not going to get clients if you don't exist. Now, how do we do this? Well, let's say you build those dreamlike Ajax forms that we talked about earlier. Put up a video on YouTube showing exactly how you built it, the exact code, all of your thinking that went into it. A lot of people balk at that. They're like, well, won't people just do it themselves? The people that are going to do it themselves will just find another video. They're going to do it themselves anyway. People who don't want to do it themselves could watch 100 videos. They're never going to do it themselves. You have to understand that. So put it out there and then point people to your profile at the end of it and just say, hey, if you don't want to do this yourself, you want to have me do it for you, go over here and you can hire me on Upwork or Freelancer or whatever. And you'll get people who do that. I get projects or I get quote requests every single month. Two, three, four, five, six quote requests a month from YouTube videos where I did that exact thing. I don't even do it anymore. I've like tried to turn it off and I can't. So it works. Now the thing is just don't give away the source code like I do. You know, for a lot of years I gave away the source code um, because I I wasn't necessarily trying to get a, a ton of clients and I was trying to help developers as a part of it. But for you, just to get clients, don't give away the source code. Just show the code. But if they if they want it, they have to hire you. And that's it. And then... If you can, throw like a dollar a day in YouTube advertising at it for a month or two until it gains traction. That's how you get some of those initial views. I mean, 30 bucks a month, pay a total of 30 to 60 bucks to get going. As if, I mean, if that's your initial investment for your business, I'm, you're doing well. There's brick and mortar businesses that for years to get into business, you had to spend tens, maybe even hundreds of thousand of dollars to get into it. You can do it for less than a hundred bucks. So don't rule that out. And when you do that, you'll start getting viewers. You'll start getting 
subscribers, and eventually clients. And it's cheap and easy. And I don't want you to be afraid of this. You don't need to be Tom Cruise. You just need to have something that actually works and be able to explain it fairly well. And clients will see that you can do exactly what they need and they'll want to hire you. Like I said, I get multiple quote requests every single month doing this. So that's all the simple stuff, right? And all that stuff is pretty straightforward. But the trick is actually doing it. Now, earlier I mentioned a video where I get into more details about this. It's a 30-minute whopper (laughs) where I go into a lot more detail about uh, these five steps I just laid out and cover things including my three-part formula for writing my service description, how to write your bids to actually get hired. There's a way that you can do this, and, and I show you that in this video. And also, among other things, the critical part of your profile that everybody gets wrong. I see so many people doing this wrong. And of course, there's a lot more in the video as well. And that video is this month's Patreon-only e-course. So if you want to keep going with this freelancing stuff, you want to keep learning, you want to keep implementing, keep having success, and you want to get access to that video, then all you need to do is become a supporting listener of $10 or more per month over on Patreon, and you'll get it. Now, I'm I'm finishing editing the video now. And it'll be up on Patreon in the next few days. So you want to be sure and jump in right away to get access to that video. Now, to to do that, to become a supporting listener, head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. When you do, you'll also get access to all of my other Patreon-only courses, all my source code, and priority Q&A access for this here fine podcast. So there's no reason not to do it. Head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, and I'll see you over there.